Okay, I'm pulling out of my driveway. We all know what that means. It's time for another drive to work. Okay, so on my podcast, uh, there's lots of different things I use as jumping off points. Um, one of my popular uh, things to do, or one of my favorite things to do, I hope it's popular, um, is use articles that I really like that I've written as inspiration for podcasts. So today's podcast is inspired by an article I wrote called Connect the Dots. So what it is was, so I believe that every person has what they call a, a subject of passion. That is, there's just something, some subject that you just, something about it just makes you want to understand it and, and makes you just have a passion for learning about it. And that whatever this top subject is, it's just something that means something to you personally. And then just as a life study, it's something that you spend a lot of time and energy trying to understand. And so, Connect the Dots was my article about my study of passion, which is creativity. I am fascinated by creativity and creative thought. Um, And in the article, I explained that I think my passion, I'm a creative guy, this isn't apparent. Um, I've always been very creative, ever since I was a little kid. Um, And it was something that always came very easy to me, you know, that... Even when I was real little, I was doing a lot of creative uh, thinking and problem solving. And, and so, uh, from a young age, I realized that I was a very creative person. And, and there are pluses and minuses. I always talk about one of your, that your greatest, your greatest weakness is your greatest strength pushed too far. And I think one of my greatest strengths is my creativity. I'm a very creative guy. But there's a downside to that. Um, and the downside is that I can't turn it off that the way I think and the way I process, while it helps me greatly when I'm trying to solve something, you know, artistically or, you know, when I, when I have a creative challenge, it's great. It helps me immensely. But in normal life, I can't turn it off. I can't not think the way I think. Um, and you guys have listened to my podcast. I, I, I am not the most linear thinker in the sense that I jump around. My brain jumps around. And that... Um, you know, that is just the way my brain functions. And so, as a kid, I wanted to understand it. And I think that I've become fascinated to try to understand, well, what, what is creativity? You know, what is it? Uh, and so today, and in my column, if you've read it, if not, by the way, after I'm done, whenever I do a column based on a, um, sorry, whenever I do a podcast based on a column, if you haven't read the column, I, I only do podcasts and columns I really think are my strongest columns, uh, what I call my five-star columns. Uh, also, if you don't know, I rank all my columns. Every 100 columns, I do 100. Like, the first one was called 100 and counting, the 200 and counting. I just did 600 and counting a little while ago. Uh, I rank all my columns on a scale of 1 to 5, and f- the 5s are the really good ones. So if you ever, ever want to read my archive but don't read everything, um, you can go through and read the 5s. Now, there's a lot of 5s because I've been writing a long time, um, but if you want to kind of see my best of my best. Okay, so... I started this quest, this journey, to figure out what creativity is. Um, and so the first thing I, I wanted to figure out uh, was, is what exactly people mean? Because I, I was told constantly growing up, oh, you're so creative. Well, what did that mean? What did they mean that I was creative? So what I realized is it tended to boil down to four things. That, that when they were saying I was creative, they were saying one of four things. Okay, number one, they were saying I had an original idea. You know, oh, I haven't heard of that. That's an original idea. Oh, you're very creative. Uh, the second one was I was imaginative, that just I was able to imagine things that they had never thought of before, and they're like, oh, oh, wow, that's, that's very imaginative. Oh, you're very creative. 
Um, the third was I was very good at problem solving. I was very good at problem solving, meaning that I would, I would very quickly solve problems. And I would, you know, I, I would find some solution that they hadn't seen, and people go, oh, wow, you're creative. Um, and the fourth is I excelled at finding many ways to use a new idea, which is I would have an idea, and then I'd come up with you know, 20 different ways to use the idea. And people would say, oh, wow, that's really creative. Uh, so you notice in each case, it was me taking ideas and accessing them, but in a different way. I was finding ideas faster. I was using ideas in a different way. I was finding more use for the thing. I was using ideas as a means to problem solve. Um, but the key was that I was quicker at finding things. Um, and so pretty much the, the big lesson here is what exactly, um, what was creativity? So I was finding how people were describing me as being creative. Um, so I did some research. And my research was, okay, what, what exactly does being creative mean? Now, there are tons and tons of books written on creativity, and I've read most of them. Um, and there's lots of talks on creativity. And a lot of people want to talk about creativity. It's considered to be a real important thing. Um, people value it and like, oh, it's, it's good to be able to see new ideas and whatever. But when you actually start digging into about what, why are people creative, there's a lot of dissent. And what you'll notice is that when people study the topic, they come from very different, you know, people come in from psychology or from chemistry or from sociology, you know, that there's, people have a very different vantage point of understanding creativity and, and what use of creativity means to them. Because there's a lot of different ways to make use of creativity. Um, so I did my research and here's the, the universal truths that I found. The things that I found were... Um, most people agreed with. Okay, so number one, that there was a tie between creativity and intelligence. Now, it's a one-way thing. Uh, not every intelligent person is creative, but what they found is the most creative people tended to be intelligent. Now, if you studied intelligence, there actually is not one type of intelligence, but rather, I think, eight types of intelligence, but there's a bunch of different types of intelligence. I think creativity plays into one kind of intelligence, um, and so I, I believe that creative people tend to be intelligent, but they tend to be intelligent in a particular way, in a particular area. Um, and in fact, one can even argue that creativity is a kind of intelligence. It might be one of the eight. I've not studied, I've not studied intelligence as much as I studied creativity. Um, so number two is that creativity tends not to be conscious to, its, conscious to its user, meaning the people that are creative know that they're creative, they know how to be creative, but when you ask them why they're creative or what that they do to be creative, they don't really know. You know, if you ask an artist how he came up with an idea, usually artists are like, oh, well, I just, I just know, you know. And, and I have this issue all the time. Um, I'm very intuitive. Um, for those that know the Jungian, uh, one of the things is N versus S, uh, intuitive or speculative, which is how do you get your information? And is it, do you think it through? Do you mentally sort of process it? Or is it a gut feeling? Do you just kind of have the feeling that something is right? And I'm super, super intuitive. Um, meaning that when I'm designing, I just know when I stumble upon the right thing. You know, I think about it. I'm not saying I don't process things. And I believe a lot of intuition is just a lot of core ideas that have been ingrained. Um, the way I explain intuition is if people understand muscle memory, which is if your body just does the same action enough, eventually your body learns how to do it. And you don't have to consciously think about it anymore. Your body just kind of knows how to do it. Um, and my, my metaphor is that I believe creativity um, 
is a lot like that, or I'm sorry, not creativity, intuition is a lot like muscle memory, but for the brain. That if you just do enough things, you mentally process enough things a certain way, your brain starts shortcutting and doing it without you having to think about it so much. Um, and so a lot of intuition is kind of uh, mental muscle memory, if you will. Okay, um, creativity tends to have peaks and valleys, which is people are not universally creative. That there's a creativity level, and it can go up and down over time. Uh, why does it go up and down? That, that can vary very much from individual to individual. In fact, it ties to the next thing, which is um, most of the studies have showed that creativity is tied to mental state. And what that means is certain people are more creative in different circumstances. Now, the funny thing is those aren't the same circumstances. Some artists, for example, are, are, do wonderful work when they're depressed. Some, art of, are, you know, some artists have to be at peace. Some artists, you know, have to be angry. I mean, that, that different people sort of find a different place that that is their, their place of comfort. Um, but there's ebbs and valleys that come along with that. And so people aren't, cre- like, at this, your level of creativity isn't the same. There's peaks and valleys, and usually that is tied to emotional state or mental state. Um, and finally, what they've discovered is that creativity can, that people have demonstrated the ability to get stronger creativity. That it is something that I know a lot of people like to think of creativity as being just this natural quality. Um, and as I get into it, I'll explain why it sort of is. But it also is something that you can learn and get better at. It, and that's an important theme of my, my podcast today is that creativity isn't just something only for the few that have it. Everybody can be creative. Creativity is something that everybody has access to. And I will talk about that. Okay, so um, what happens is uh, growing up, I definitely understood that I thought differently than other people. Um, and the way I figured that out, I mean, it's kind of hard to understand how you do something when you are the only example for yourself of it. You know, meaning, well, how I think doesn't seem weird. Everybody I know of that thinks this way is me, and I, that seems normal. You know, I don't know how other people think. I know how I think. So I spent a little time and energy trying to spend, like, trying to understand how other people think. Um, I think one of the things that helps me with my job is I have to design for a lot of people that are not me and that I have to understand what other people enjoy. That if I keep making cards that I enjoy, fine, there's a subset that are like me, but I need to understand what other people enjoy. So part of that is understanding how other people think. And I got there because I wanted to understand how I thought and that meant I had to understand how other people thought. So one of the things I used to do is when I would confuse people, I would try to understand what I was doing that was confusing them. And what I found was uh, the, following, the following scenario happens all the time. I would talk and someone would go, whoa, 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 whoa. How did you get from A to, to F? And I was like, well, A to B, B to C, C to D, D to E, E to F. And what happened was I might not mention B or C or E. I mentioned A, I mentioned D, I mentioned F. I'm like, how did, how did you get there? And then once I carefully walk through, they see my connections, but my connections aren't apparent. So anyway, now we get to the crux of today. What is creativity? Now, there are a lot of different people saying a lot of different things. I'm just giving my personal take on it. And my caveat is, maybe like intelligence, there's a whole bunch of different types of creativity. And what I'm talking about is my type of creativity. That's very possible. But I'm going to give my sense of what I believe creativity is. So I believe creativity is the ability to take things that your brain has put in different sections and connect them. So let me explain what that means. So the brain, I've talked about the brain a lot. The brain likes to compartmentalize because you have a lot to think about. And your brain's like, "Ah, that's too much. The brain can't handle lots of things. The brain needs a few things. And so what the brain does is it makes boxes. 
And when you come up with an idea, it figures out what it's, where the, it thinks that is relevant, and it sticks in the appropriate box. So let's say in your head you have box, you know, A, B, C, D, E, F, G, whatever. Um, so you come up with an idea, the brain goes, oh, box A, oh, box D, oh, box G. And what it does is it puts things that are relevant near each other so that they can commingle with each other. You know, for example, um, box A might be magic design. And anything my brain thinks is magic design gets stuck in that box. And now, now I'm doing household chores. And the brain goes, oh, household chores. And it sticks stuff in the household chores box. And then maybe I am you know, reading comic books. It goes, oh, comic books. And I'm in a little comic book box. So my brain, what it'll do, everybody's brain, is it segments these things and puts them into different places. Um, what I believe creativity is, is the ability to take things that are segmented in different areas and, and connect them. Um, you know, that normally you connect things that are related, but I believe that creativity is saying, oh, you know, for example, I, let's say I have a problem with a design. I might have learned something from reading a comic the day before that is in my comic box in my brain. And, and part of being creative is I, I have the ability to sort of flow over to my comic box and go, here's an idea I had yesterday. That might help me. And that a lot of people have, I, I think the people that are more creative have a more fluid sense of how to connect things in their brain. And that people in general, um, are, their brain kind of makes things very segmented and that the creative people are the ones that have an easier time swapping things between the boxes in their head. That the ability to be creative is the ability to find connections between things that aren't normally connected. So that one more time, because I think it's very important. Creativity, my, belief, my theory, is that it's the ability to take unrelated things and find connections between them. Okay, why is that definition important? The definition is important because it will help you understand how to be more creative. Like one of my lessons of today is the following, which is anybody can be creative and anybody can be more creative. That it is a skill that's learnable. It's not, no, I think some people naturally have an affinity for the skill. I think I do. I think I was creative because my mind naturally leans that direction. But once I learned that's what I was doing, I was taking steps to try to get better at it. So I will now give this from an article. I will now give the 10 steps how I believe you can be more creative. Um, and I'll talk a little bit about how these apply to game design. Um, number one, or number 10, counting down, number 10. Um, I talk a lot about a book called A Whack on the Side of the Head. A Whack on the Side of the Head by Dr. Roger Van Eck. I think it's how it's pronounced. Um, uh, he also wrote a, a follow-up book called A Kick in the Seat of the Pants. That's not quite as good as A Whack on the Side of the Head, but way, very much good enough that you should be reading it. Uh, Okay, you care about creativity? Read that book. I've read tons and tons of books on creativity, and that book has shaped me. It shaped how I think. It shaped how I think about creativity. I list it as my favorite book because it has the biggest impact on me in life. Now, that's because creativity is my thing, so obviously the book that, that most inspired how I think about creativity is my favorite book because it's my subject of passion. But um, if you've not read the book, you, you can read it almost in one sitting. Uh, uh, what what Vadek did is... He was a business seminar person. He went around the country. Or still, he's, he's alive. And he gave this speech to people. And the core of his thing is that there are... The reason... Anybody can be creative. And the reason people aren't creative is that there are 10 what he called mental locks. And the idea is there are things that people do that self-censor themselves that keep them from being creative. And his whole point is if you understand the 10 locks, you'll recognize when you do them to stop yourself from, from 
not being creative. To stop your creativity. Um, awesome book. If you want to be better at creative thought, read the book. He explains things really well. It's light. It's fun. His examples are really good. It is an amazing, amazing book. I cannot... I, I, I get no money from the book or anything. I just... It changed my life. It really was an awesome book. I, can, I cannot recommend it more highly, especially if you care about creativity. For sure, read it. Number nine, and this is a, uh, a gimme for most of my listeners, although maybe I have a few podcast listeners that aren't magic players, um, is play games. Games are a really, really good source of finding connections because games put you in situations that you might not be familiar with and make you find answers. It's one of the reasons, by the way, that I love playing limited because I believe limited forces you to play more cards you're unfamiliar with and makes more of these connections. I think limited has a little bit more than constructed in magic. Um, but anyway, I believe game playing is an excellent way to help your creativity. Number nine, number eight, puzzles. A lot of people think of games and puzzles as being the same thing, but actually they're very different. Um, games, one of these days I'll do a podcast on puzzles. Games are all about creating an experience where everybody's trying to find their own answer to solve the problem. Where puzzles is you have a problem and everyone's trying to find the same answer to the problem. Um, the, the games and puzzles are almost opposite in that way. A puzzle usually has a uniform answer. And the key to solving puzzles is usually breaking through mental log jams. That most puzzles, what they do is they make you have to figure out something. And a lot of the good ones, it, it, it sort of takes your brain and makes it work against itself. Where you assume things and you have to learn to not assume them. And so puzzles are really good at learning how to break mental log jams. Very good creativity. Number seven, read. Uh, and when I say read, I don't just mean books. Uh, I, I, what I mean is absorb information. Uh, it could be on the internet. It could be watching videos. It could be watching movies. Uh, the reason this is important is if you want to get better at finding connections, well, one of the things you have to do is just put more things in your head, more information in your head that you can find connections from. You know, one of the things about designing magic is, you know, the number of times where I had a problem in like the movie I saw the night before or the book I just read or some article that's on the internet solves the problem for me because I go, oh, that was an interesting way to think of it. That is a good way to solve my problem. Next, talk to others. This is just a corollary of absorb more information, but um, one means, number five, seven is kind of like go and find information. Number six is interrelate with other people and that people are a great source of of information and it, it, it's, it's a good skill of also I talked about how you need to understand how other people think how do you do that talk to other people ask how they think people love to talk about themselves and if you want to understand how other people function one of the things in my job is how do I understand the other psychographics and how do I understand my player base I talk to my player base the reason I do so much social media I mean part of it is I enjoy it but part of it is I get better at my job the more I understand what my audience is thinking you know, I, the reason I love answering questions and interacting with, with the public is I want to know what you guys think because if I learn what you think, it teaches me. Oh, this was, like, I was, I'm fascinated to find out concerns people have that I never would have thought of. Really? That's a concern? Ooh, why? Why is that a concern? You know, um, I mean, recently, for example, Theros came out and one of the big concerns of my blog was that the card Lightning Strike wasn't just Searing Spear. You know, now there are a lot of reasons it wasn't behind the scenes, but I'm like, why? why? Why is that? Why are people so concerned? I did not see that one coming. And as I dug into it, I learned, oh, well, there's this thing that we do where we take a card and then functionally make us the same version. That gets frustrating for people because then they have to go get the new card when they owned the old card already. And now this particular card was a common, it wasn't as much a big a deal. It represented this larger thing they really disliked that I have to be more conscious about. And recognizing this thing said, oh, well, 
really the reason they're upset is a larger problem. I need to understand a larger problem you know, behind it. Number five, examine the known. So what this one is, I, I talk about take something that you take for granted. And the, my example in the article was why when silverware was invented or over the years, why a fork, a spoon, and a knife? Why those three items? Why not something else? Why those three? And you start to think about it, you realize, oh, well, what do you need to eat? And you start figuring out why those are the way they are. And that's good for anything. Why salt and pepper? Why, how's a chair, why is a chair built the way it's built? Why is a car built? You know, like, take the, just the known thing and question it. Don't assume it, question it. And you'll find, as you work your way through, it's like I talked about with my um, piggybacking podcast, about how once I, I examine, I talk to the creator of Plants vs. Zombies, oh, that's why plants. Oh, that's why zombies. At first blush, I thought, oh, they were funny. Plant zombies is funny. No, they had a very strong functional reason to be there. And as you dig into it, you start to explore and learn that. Next, appreciate, ex- appreciate execution. And what that means is when you enjoy something, spend some time and energy trying to understand why the person who made it ma- made it the way they did. Uh, as a writer, one of the exercises they do all the time, like in film school, we had to watch films, and then my writing teacher would ask us, why is this the first plot point? Why is that the second plot point? Why is this the motivation? Why is this the character arc? You know, why, 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 why? Why did the writer do this? Why do they make these choices? And as you begin to study that, you start to understand why those choices were made, and it makes it better for you to understand your choices. Number three, assume the power to change things lies within you. This is really important. If you believe things are outside of your power, they are. If you believe things are within your power, they are. My big uh, thing today is that creativity is something that every person has the ability to do. And the reason people aren't creative, and this is off of Van Eck, obviously, is that they keep themselves from being creative. Anybody can be creative, but if you think you're not creative, then you won't be. And if you think you are creative, then you can be. And the same thing comes with magic, by the way, that if you want to be better, a better designer, a better player, better anything, you have to believe that the power to change comes within you. Because if you believe it doesn't, then you will not have the ability to change. But if you believe it comes within you, then you can. Um, number two, assume every problem has an answer. Um, and, and this is an important one. One of the things I talk about is I'm very optimistic. Um, and I think the optimism is an important part of my creativity because I believe that there is an answer. And, and, and design. This is fundamental to the way I design. I always believe there's an answer. Now, sometimes the answer comes at too high a cost. That doesn't mean that there's always an answer that I want to use, but there's always an answer. And the key for me is to figure out that answer. Figure out the parameters, figure out what my limitations are, and I always go in assuming there's an answer, because if you assume there's an answer, you will find an answer. There's a lot of power positive thinking today, but it's very true, especially in mental stuff. If you assume there's an answer, you will find an answer. That doesn't always mean it's an answer that will be the right answer that will work for you. And usually what will happen is you find answers, you'll discover that there's more limitations than you realize walking in. Like, oh, well, that is an answer, but, okay, I have another limitation I forgot to list. Finally, um, use randomness as a tool problem solver. So this is my big one. I've read a lot, a lot of books on creative thinking, and all of them basically boil down to this following piece of advice, which is... um, the way the brain works is that uh, you have a neural net path. And your brain, if it doesn't have a reason to, will go down the same neural net path every time. Meaning, oh, here's a problem. Yeah, I know how to handle that. And yet, your brain, it's not even that it's lazy. It's just, you know, for example, let's say I want to pick something up. Well, there's probably 20 ways to pick something up, but I've learned one way how to pick something up. 
And so I will pick it up that way. Now, if that way doesn't work, then I'll have to find a new way to pick it up. And the brain is the same way. If some mental processing solves the problem, hey, you know, and the way you work is you start with the easiest thing. Hey, does the easiest thing work? No. Was the second easiest thing work? And your brain will work its way through. So now, in general, that's a good thing. It's a good way to function. It helps you figure out how to do something the fastest. It makes it easiest for you. It reduces strain. It's a good thing. It's a good process. But when you're trying to be creative, the problem is if you take this simple path, you will keep going down the same, you'll find the same connections. You know, uh, this is why when you try to solve a problem, what will happen is eventually you get stymied because you keep coming up with the same answers. Okay, well, the way to be creative, and this is the trick that most books will teach you, uh, is use something that forces you to think in a different way. Uh, and usually what they use is some kind of randomizer. And the reason they use a randomizer is if you pick it, you will still lean toward things that you know. You know, if, you, um, if, if, you, if you're trying to solve a problem, well, if you just rely on your brain, your brain will keep using the easy things. And you'll keep, the problem is you'll keep having problems trying to solve it because your brain will keep going to the same places. But if you use a randomizer, meaning you force yourself to, to go to some place you've never gone before. So, for example, I use this in my article, which is sometimes I'm stumped on designing a card. And I'll just give myself a completely artificial guideline. And, by the way, when I made the website, the reason I did theme weeks is the same reason, is I wanted to my writers, it's very hard to come up with something, to say every other week, I'm going to give you a starting point. You know? And some of my best articles have been from things in which I never would, you know, like um, one of my best articles of all time, which is called The Air is Human, is one of my topical blends, where I just said, I'm going to do a crazy thing. My audience is going to give me a magic topic and a non-magic topic, and I'm going to combine them and make an article. And uh, the, uh, the article was about my 10 biggest design mistakes and girls women. Um, and so I wrote this fun article about my foibles of dating and how it applies to my mistakes in design. And I loved the article. I never, 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 never would have written that article had I not forced myself into the unknown. And that, you know, part of being creative is forcing yourself to say, hey, I got to go someplace different. I got to design a card. Okay, today I'm going to design a card inspired by a donut. Okay, and now my brain is working differently because I've never tried to think of, like designing a card like a donut. And so I force my neural pathways to go to a new place. I make them work. I make them do something different. And, that, and I start to find all sorts of new things. So that is a secret, by the way. People ask me. So I, I, I just worked on, or I'm working on my 20th design. And people are like, well, how do, you, how do you come up with new stuff? 20 designs. At some point, are you just doing the same thing over and over? Well, I'll tell you my trick. My trick is that I make sure that I start each design from a vantage point that I've never started before. For example, let's take Theros. Theros was top-down Greek mythology. I'd never done top-down Greek mythology. And so when my design thing was, look, let's make Greek mythology a thing, well, I've never done that before. You know? And all of a sudden, I, I have all these ideas, and I'm going down paths I've never thought of before. You know? um, when I did Ravnica, Ravnica was all about trying to make two-color pairs work. And then Brady came up with the guilds, and I'm like, oh, that's awesome, let's do a guild system. And I approached it in a way I'd never approached before. Um, and every single set I've done, I always approached it in a way I hadn't approached before. I gave myself some parameter, some way to think about it that is different than what I did before. And that, that is important. That an important tool of being creative is the discipline to um, use this tool of force yourself to get from different vantage points. If you want to be a creative, don't do it the way you've done before. Try something different. 
And that doesn't mean you can't use components you used before, but you have to have a mix mixed into it. Even one different thing and a bunch of familiar things will change everything. You know, the thing I used to say is, take my magic deck. I only got to change a couple cards before that magic deck does some stuff it's never done before. You know, and if I pick the right cards, it might do radical things different than it's ever done before. You know, you don't need, you don't need to change a lot to change everything, is one of my quotes. Um, uh, final thing, by the way, is if you want to get better at creativity, here's a fine little exercise that you can do. Get some sort of ra- ra- way to random- randomly pick things. Um, and get two just different things. You know, uh, a fine a dictionary is a fine way to do this. Um, or, you know, maybe, maybe, maybe it's flipping through the TV. Whatever. Some random, it doesn't matter. Some means to get random. Find two separate unrelated things. And then find connections between those two things. You know what I'm saying? So, for example, uh, I take a bowl of spaghetti and a puppy dog. What does a bowl of spaghetti and a puppy dog have to do with each other, each other right? Okay, they're both, they're both warm. Um, they both cause good feelings. They're both very much loved by, by somebody. Um, they both can be very messy. Uh, you know, that you just you want to sort of just think about how do these things come together, you know? And what you are doing, uh, and, and the fun thing about it is don't just spend 30 seconds on it. Spend five minutes. Really think. Dig deep. Not just the surface things, but dig deep. You know, and every once in a while, like, oh, puppy and pasta both start with a P and are five letters long. You know, I mean, as you start going deeper, you'll, you'll, you'll find different things that you, you never might have thought of, you know, and that... Um, and everything's fair game. Everything. You want, you want to talk about the words. You want to talk about the sounds, the smells, anything about it. You know? And what you do is you force your brain to start thinking that way. That the act of being creative, and this is, if, if any, there's any point I make today is the following, which is within every single person is creativity. Anybody can be creative. The key is having the discipline to look. You know, read, read Van Eck's book. Understand the mental locks. Learn how you stop from being creative, and then just find the opportunity, you know, and that the key to being creative is looking at other places and just going, how does this other thing that has nothing to do with what I'm thinking about have something to do with what I'm thinking about? You know, the pasta and the puppy, fine. Now, you're at work. You have to solve a problem. Take some other problem you solved somewhere else that's unrelated and figure out how that problem got solved. Now, apply that answer to this answer. Does that work? You know, can you find answers? Can how you solve another problem help, help you solve this problem? And what you'll find is when you start doing that, when you take the discipline and start training your brain to do that, you know, you will build up an intuition. You will build up a muscle, mental muscle memory that will help you do that. And you will find that you can be creative. And I've been doing this my whole life. And I, like I said, the reason I think I'm really creative is partly because I naturally, my, my, my mental processes had a natural inclination, but then I forced it. I made myself always look for things. I always kind of, I never stop when I'm trying to do things. I play games. I do puzzles. I'm constantly mentally challenging myself because I want to sort of think differently. Now, obviously, it led to a job in which that's my job. I have to be creative every day, you know. Um, and, and that's something I love, and that's something I love about my job is that it does that. Um, but if you want to be more creative, maybe it's not your job. Maybe it's just a hobby. You know, you already, well, most of you are game players already. You know, you can fuel that. You know, and that I want you walking with today's podcast saying, okay, here's things I can do. I can be more creative. Because um, one of the most important things, about, I, I, uh, when you talk about writing, 
Um, one of these days I'll do a writing podcast, but one of the big things about writing is what's called a takeaway. That a good writer makes the person who reads it, or in the podcast who listens to it, learn something they didn't know, not just that they didn't know, but they're able to take and apply to their own lives. So my goal today is to give you guys a takeaway of how you can be creative, because I believe that the creativity is not some foreign, separate thing. It's something within all of us. It's something everybody can do. So anyway, uh, I'm now at work, and so I need to end. I, I, hopefully you can see the passion in my voice. I really, really love this topic. I really, if, if I can make everybody in the world just a little bit more creative, I feel like I've done a good thing in my life, um, and so that's why I wanted to do this podcast. I, I, hope, I hope people walk away feeling like energized, as energized as I am, to go, I'm going to do this. I can be more creative. Because um, you can. You can, you can, you can, you can. Okay. Speaking of being creative, uh, it's time for me to go be creative and, and uh, do what I do. So I wish you guys farewell. Thanks for listening to me talk about my topic of passion. But it's time for me to be making magic. Talk to you guys next time.